Standby. Retrospect reflect. Engage. This is the official episode one of the Retrospect Reflect podcast. We're going to be talking about all things Spider-Man, including Spider-Man Homecoming, the animated series, and of course, the comic books. Hello, and welcome to the Retrospect Reflect podcast. I'm Jeremy Fleming, and with me is Ryan Freeman. What's up, nerds? Hello, nerds out there. Hello out there, nerds. Fellow nerds. For this episode, we also have with us Ray Rivera. Hello, all non-nerds. <laughs> I would like to include we love everybody. All of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're not trying to exclude anybody. Okay, we're going to start with our spoiler-free impressions of Spider-Man Homecoming, which is still out in theaters at the time of this recording. And will be released for digital streaming and or download DVD and Blu-ray, hopefully soon. Go see it. If you've already seen it, see it again, like Ray did. Yes, sir. <laughs> you've seen, know, it, you've um, seen it more than once? Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Nice. Yeah, and our friend Jared saw it twice, too. I'm going to go back and see it again, probably. I wouldn't mind. And, and my girlfriend, Mary, she liked it a lot and said she'd see it again. And she's not some huge Spider-Man fan. Yeah. So Stan Lee and fellow cartoonist Steve Ditko conceived the Peter Parker character at an orphan being raised by his Aunt May and Uncle Ben. He's a teenager having to deal with the pressure that comes with uh, that age, but also has the responsibility of being a costume crime fighter known as Spider-Man. It is said that when Stan first showed his publisher the idea, the publisher immediately turned it down because he said that no one likes spiders and for the fact that the main hero is a teenager. So here's my first question to Ray. Is Peter Parker's boss at the Daily Bugle, Jonah Jameson, um, based off of this publisher? It would have to be, because that publisher hates everything Spider-Man, and it's amazing. <laughs> uh, how do you know that? Because in my history, in every, almost probably every animated series in the series I grew up with, which was in the uh, 90s, Jonah Jameson does not like mass characters from the very start, and he constantly publishes, even though Spider-Man's saving somebody, he constantly publishes stuff like the, this mass villain did this he brought the bank pretty much the total opposite of what spider-man was doing ryan what do you think of on that uh, well what make what i think is it's kind of like a pride thing like everybody else is like yay spider-man and you're talking about being based on that real life publisher i think in both instances since he was like nobody likes spiders that's not gonna work they both got proved wrong do you get what i'm saying like when when Spider-Man first came on the scene, I think Jameson doesn't, like, he's like, police, let the police do their job. Like, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. He doesn't like any of that vigilante stuff, you know? So it's kind of like the Inquirer. He's going to run a smear campaign to prove his point, but then popular opinion proves him wrong, and he's not going to admit that he's wrong. He's just going to continue to say, yeah, that guy's bad. I hate him and whatever. So, so it's like art imitates life. Exactly. Or, <laughs> or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now, they both created that character as well, Jameson, Mr. Jameson. So they both came up with Spider-Man and 
and Jamison. That's why I thought that. And I've never read that that was confirmed, but I just thought, I think that's why they came up with... Is, was it J. Jonah Jameson? Yes. Didn't he have yes. like a, yes. <laughs> yes. a first initial of J? Yeah, you're right. Yes. Triple J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know what that stands for? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I would love to know. <laughs> that's the mystery of there, it. If I've anybody out. out there in internet land knows what the J in his first name stands for, let us know. Hit us up. I I would love to know what that stands for. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll provide the email and how to contact us at the end of this episode. So our first topic is Spider-Man Homecoming. We're going to start with the spoiler-free version of this. And I just want to get everyone's take. So, Ryan, what did you think of the movie? I thought that it was spectacular. Dare I say, amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a, a uh, clever web of pop culture <laughs> references and nods to Spider-Man past, comic and movie, all of that good stuff rolled up into one. And I would rank it as my favorite amongst all the films so far. So yeah, yeah that's I, not, that's easy to agree with. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> what about you, Ray? I absolutely love that flick. Now, I don't have any awesome puns to go with spiders. <laughs> well, Brian took them all, so. <laughs> you already said amazing. You beat me to amazing. I was like, I'm using it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> However, it is one of the greatest. And as comic book guys go, which I'm going to not call myself a comic book guy. I've read a lot. I have a lot of the toys. I'm really into to Spider-Man. But there's very, very, very little to complain about in this film and that's why I think it is probably the best Spider-Man that they've done. That you know what that is a good good way to look at it because that's a way and and we're trying not to be like that in this podcast so much as look at the negative, but it seems like rather than looking at what a lot of people like anymore, they want to jump on let's pick it apart and see what we don't like. Yeah, really. But you're right. I never really thought of it like that. Like there really is very few things to complain about in this one. And the other ones it seemed like there were a little bit more to complain about. But uh, would you, Ray, consider yourself a purist? Like are you saying you're not going to call yourself a comic book guy? But would you consider yourself one of those people that would like to see authentic regurgitation so to speak of the stories and characters on the comics or do you like when they adapt them and change things for the film i'm not gonna lie i am i'm 80 percent a purist i say that because <laughs> all the original stories are spectacular uh, and they're all thought out and yeah some stuff is hokey you got to change that to kind of catch up with times but when they alter a character way too much and you're going they're just calling this character this character just so they can get people into yeah. to the theater to watch it. That's what bothers me. Yeah. And I think when they stay at least 70% true to what that character was, a lot of, I think now Marvel and, and Disney is sticking to, to most of that. And that's why all their movies are successful. Why? Because all those comics were successful for yeah. years and years and years and years. And I think with that formula that they're doing, is why they're making all all kinds of cash. Yeah, they change some things. I'm not saying they're exactly, but what they change is is very is very little. And I think in this film they didn't change a whole lot. Well, yeah. they're they're really fitting. Aren't they really fitting this into 
that Marvel world. We oh, got to sure. get it ready for yeah, sure, Avengers, sure. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And everyone's going to love that. Now, yeah. we will talk about this later, but that is where the complaints come from, is it, is it not? It is. It is. And I, and we're going to, I know we're going to get deeper into that. But I think when you're tying worlds together, when you have all these successful Avenger movies and you want to make Spider-Man that successful, you got to give a little bit. And what they gave in this isn't that big of a deal, in my opinion. Now, to, to go with Ryan's question, which is a really good question, I thought that they did do a really good job with that, that it was time for Spider-Man to be upgraded a little, so to speak. Sure, sure. Is that I what you were, is that how you felt? I, me personally, I don't consider myself a purist. I try to think of myself in the role of the director and writer. And now I'm a huge fan and I do like those stories and I do agree with Ray to an extent. So I think what I like is when they don't change the story so much, but they do try to upgrade and adapt the characters more because you have to think of the time period that a lot of these uh, characters were first created. They didn't have all that technology and all that stuff, whatever. So now, I mean, you have some legitimate, real technological advancements that Stanley and Ditko. Yeah, I just had it here. Okay. He's the poor guy that's always forgotten. He's known for Doctor Strange. Ah, okay. Too. That's his big, his also big a thing. comic. Yeah. And a great, great movie. Yeah, I like that. I was really pleasantly Steve surprised Dick, with that. Steve Ditko is what you were looking for. Ditko? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, they couldn't have really fathomed touch screen phones and, you know, a lot of that stuff, whatever. So obviously they're trying to do this stuff to appeal to us, but also to our children. So, I mean, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of a segue here because I know where we're about to go, but without letting the cat out of the bag too much, th start thinking of our first interactions with Spider-Man way back when, and then let our kids watch that. It wouldn't hold their interest. You know, they would be like, the special effects in this is horrible. Right, and, right. You know, so they do have to, it's a fine line. Like, yeah, they got to get fans, new fans, and they got to keep the old fans happy too. It, yeah. It's, that'd be tough. And I think that this one, they really hit it out of the park. You know, I mean, I agree. It, it, it was a very good blend of traditional, you know, following the storylines and uh, staying true to form with the characters while also adapting, you know, new stuff that we haven't seen before that they've completely changed and adapted for the movie. Yeah, and they kept the spirit. They kept the spirit of the character Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, even more Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Peter Parker, yes. if yes. you're a fan of Peter Parker, then you're going to love this movie. Right. He's great in this movie. Or they have that cast, too. Yeah. So, Ray, when you're coming out of the theater, I know we all do this. We can't help but do it. But you're, you're ranking it. You're ranking it in your head. Out of all these Spider-Man movies. So, you got one to six. Best. You know, one being the best. Ray, where did you rank it? I'm going to have to say, because of all the stuff they did, I was, like, really impressed 95% of the time. To me, this is my number one Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. And that was easy, an easy number one? Easy, because they've done so much stuff in this movie to make it great, and it didn't even have to focus on Spider-Man. There was all kinds of stuff hidden throughout this, this movie, 
as a fan who watched the cartoons as a kid, when I heard certain names, I geeked. Now, Ryan, you took your son with you to see it? Yeah, that was immediately our first conversation. Like, I mean, we're sitting there watching the credits like any good MCU fan does waiting for (laughs) the bonus scenes. And we play a little game where we start laughing and counting the people that walk out. Like, have you never been to (laughs) a Marvel movie before? Right. Right. I can't Um, believe people still walk out. Yeah. So I looked at him and I said, so amongst all the Spider-Man movies, where would you rank this one? And his response was 10. And I said, wait a second, Uh, 10, there were five other Spider-Man movies. So at worst, it could be six. And he's like, five. And I'm like, so you would rank it all the way down at the bottom? And he's like, one. All I can say is kids these days. I don't, I don't know. So, but I have to agree with Ray, number one. I mean, right away, I didn't even have to think about it. I'm going to surprise you guys here. And my ranking is also number one. Easy. <laughs> I was seriously waiting to be. I'm like, yeah. what is he going to say? Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen here? I, I, well, I don't want to get beat down by you both <laughs> for one day. But no, easy one. And easy now one. that we're all in agreement, time to wrap up the podcast. Not a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, conflict. no conflict at all. <laughs> Discovering Spider-Man, and uh, one of one of the stories that I had was I'd I'd gone to. Of course, I watched the show. I know Ryan watched it too. We're we're closer to the same age, and they had live action shows that were pre- pretty cheesy. And then we had the animated series as well. But I remember going to my grandmother's house on my father's side, and she had a comic book. She had different comic books. She had some Batman, The Dark Knight Detective, and she had Spider-Man, of course. And I didn't realize at the time, but it was a 1963 issue, number two, and it was the vulture of all things. And I I loved it. So I had the comic book aspect of it in my life as well. But I didn't get into the comic books that much. Of course, I got into the video games later, and I loved the animated series, especially as it matured and we got the newer ones. So did you actually watch the shows first or did you read those comics first do you remember it's hard to remember that um i don't i think i was i remember going oh wow spider-man so i knew of spider-man already and i think i already had the toy i mean to be honest with you i just remember always being into spider-man yeah i had the figure that you could his um fingers bent his toes and stuff all this articulation points and it was actually cloth it was a, you know, figure with cl- a cloth that Spider-Man like suit. Amigo figure, which those are like highly valuable. Now. Oh, I wish I had it. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what happened yeah. to it, yeah, but I, I took it everywhere. Isn't that what it sounds like, Ray? Amigo? Yeah. Yep. Um, that's awesome, though, that you got introduced to the comic version of Spider-Man that young, because that's like the real Spider-Man, you know, like... Everything that followed after those original comics was like a different incarnation of Spider-Man, you know? So they're changing things slightly, you know, every animated series or every show or whatever. My first introduction to Spider-Man was Underoos. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. The animated underwear. 
which is that's that's a, uh, the sponsor for tonight's show. So, oh, that'd be under, great. Under, <laughs> I, I had those two. I had the pajamas. Yeah. I had the mask. I'd yeah. run around. My dad would crack up, and my mother because I'd be doing the web sounds, shooting fake webs, you know, jumping off of stuff. I, I, it was I was obsessed. That yeah, is awesome. which incidentally, I don't know if you guys realize they've brought underoos back out, and they're made for adults now. And I'm not too proud to admit that I have some. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have Joker, which is shorts and a top. And there's another one too. I can't I remember. have a question though. Why did you make the decision to wear them tonight? How come no pants? <laughs> I was wondering to say, hey, listen, listen, okay. <laughs> Just for everybody out there listening, I am completely clothed. And not to yeah, like, they're on the outside. Yeah, not 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 to be like you know I'm like pro one or the other whatever, and kind of more as a joke. But I have a Batman T-shirt on right now, and I have and I have Avengers boxers on right now. So <laughs> that is sacrilegious. Yeah, I know. We'll take your word for it on these. the uh, boxers. Yeah, we'll provide some photos on the. No, we won't. So I know. Tell us your story. Yeah, uh, I, I remember, you know, like like you said, I watched the shows. I was joking about the underoos thing, but that's really probably one of my first memories as I did have some of those underoos. And I think I may have, I either had pajamas. I know I had Superman ones because, you know, they made a lot of those. And I think I may have been him for Halloween one year. So I remember a lot of that stuff too. And kind of like you, I, I just always liked Spider-Man. And, you know, like he was on an episode of Scooby-Doo and and watched those shows and whatever. And I did the crawling around, running around, acting like I was Spider-Man. I did do one funny thing that was totally not Spider-Man related, but you could kind of attribute it to that. I used to take thread out of my grandma's room and I would tie it to everything. And I would basically weave like a big web throughout the kitchen and dining room while she's cooking and doing dishes and so she would be having to climb through this without tripping and breaking the thread. And if somebody like came in from like the outside end of the house, they would just see her walking all crazy because you couldn't see the thread, you know. And yeah. then later <laughs> in junior high, you were talking about doing the wall climb, whatever. I think every kid tries that, whether they're a Spider-Man oh, yeah. fan I or not. Wall climbing. Every yeah. kid's done it. Yeah. But um, I did that to one of our teachers, you know, in, in eighth grade. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she kicked me out what? in the hallway. And, like, I was always the class clown. And I was apparently doing something out in the hallway, still being disruptive. And one of the kids was like, hey, you know, giving me the signal, like, here she comes quiet down, hide, whatever. So the the door was kind of sunk in the frame. There was enough of the frame brick there that I could do the wall climb and literally got all the way above the door. And this God lover, she was a great, sweet teacher, but she was an older lady. And the door, she comes out and the door completely swings underneath me. And like, she comes out in the hallway a little bit, looking around, can't see me. And I just drop down and I'm like, ha, you know, oh, <laughs> right, wow. oh right, my gosh. Yeah. Right in her face. And <laughs> needless to say, I gave her a little bit of a scare and I got sent to in school suspension for the rest of the day. <laughs> but you have so. this story now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> and I'm sure you've told it. Yeah. Uh, many times. Yeah. I've actually had former classmates of ours bring it up to me and I'm like, yeah, I totally remember doing That's that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. On the wall climbing, I did that too. We had in the house that I, I grew up in, there was a hallway and I, you'd have to, you know, I'd remove my socks and I'd stick to the wall, you know, climb up it. And my mom would always know somehow. And I get in trouble and I'm like, how does she always know? And I don't remember if um, someone finally tipped me off or if I finally put it together. But I was leaving prints on the wall, feet and handprints on the wall. <laughs> so I finally wised up and I still climbed the wall, but I wiped, you know, clean it up. So that was my my wall climbing yeah, if, story. If you were at my house, you'd never know any of that. At my house, every inch of walls looks like a Jackson Pollock painting or like... <laughs> Like little little junior graffiti artists live there or something. So, hey, uh, Ray, uh, what is your memories of Spider Man being introduced to Spidey? I was introduced to Spider Man because when I was growing up, uh, when we moved to Cincinnati, we didn't have like any money, like like at all. My mom was a single mom, and the and so we didn't get to watch TV or anything. We just had you know the stupid cable channels that came over over the air. When we would go to the store, to the grocery store, Kroger used to have comics all the time, and Biggs too. I don't know if you guys remember Biggs, but oh yeah, one of my first jobs was at at Biggs. Actually, yes, and they they carried comics too, and and my mom would always let me get comics at that time because it was like you know a buck ninety nine, maybe two ninety nine, maybe. And not to interrupt you, Ray, but yeah. for the listeners out there that aren't local to our area, Kroger and Biggs are like similar to a Walmart. There you go. Yeah. Yep. It's a like, big box. Like a grocery combination store. grocery slash. Yeah. Have uh, really big book sections. Yeah. Kroger, right. Kroger, not so much when we were younger. Now they're trying to compete with Walmart. So some of them got some clothes and stuff. Right. In them, but Biggs automatically they had an electronic section and everything but they that's that's where i got all all my comics from and she didn't mind buying those so i just that's how i got into it so So, my only incarnations of spider-man were the comics at that time until i saw the show uh i think it was like in the early 90s of the uh animated which is a great series yeah right where uh where aerosmith did the uh Awesome intro, yeah. Exactly, yes, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Which that era, not to get too much off subject, was a great era for animated series. Yes, yes. it was. It was. It really was. Bat- yeah. Batman was out. Yeah. X-Men animated series. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I guess, and you know, comic books, I mean, did they ever slow down? They just got bigger, didn't they? Oh, yeah. At that time, comics were were just huge. Like I don't I don't know if you guys remember the death of Superman. Yes, oh, I do. Wow. Yeah. I mean comic books exploded at that time. Yeah. And it was a really good era. I kinda missed those days. I mean, I'm not saying digital stuff is ruining everything, but uh you know, it's different now. Different. You see yeah. It. So you literally didn't get into comic or into Spider Man then when until you were a little bit older? Right. And right, I would say about thirteen. Oh years wow, old. wow! But then, of course, I went head first. I, I still have all the toys. Wow! I, so I you were you were toys. just about Spider Man's age, right? <laughs> and that's probably why that's I funny. liked him so, so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you see a lot of these guys that talk about him in these documentaries and stuff now, and even Stan Lee. You know, like that was really one of the things that set that character apart, and what a lot of people could relate to. 
right. was that he was a teenager. And I mean, that's when a lot of guys discover comics in their teens, you know, yep. or, or preteens, whatever. Absolutely. And to finally have a character that is going through some of the same stuff as you, crushing on girls, being right. awkward. I mean, I don't want to, you know, out us too much because I was the <laughs> I was the cool guy, but we were all kind of nerdy, you know. Right. So you can relate to a character like that. Absolutely. But I was reading those comics at the same time, and Ray's right. That was a great time for comics, and since Ray kind of identified himself as the not comic book guy, but he is. Our, <laughs> he, he is our authority tonight. Uh, he outed himself. He is I, our, I'm not going to say authority. I just know certain eras of when things went down in yeah. my world. So I don't, you know, oh, I didn't Ryan, read the Ray, don't the sell 60s. yourself short. For tonight's <laughs> podcast and retrospect reflect, you are the comic book authority, okay? Yeah. I bought his dinner, so. <laughs> That's official. So Ryan, I, I've heard that you were into comics a bit too. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother, who had a big hand in raising me, where she lived, there was a comic shop. I, I mean, I could spit on it from her backyard. Like, I walked up there. It took me all of five minutes. It was called Raven's Haven. I lived there. I loved it. They had a cubbyhole system, like little mailbox cubbyholes that you didn't have to pay a fee or anything. And if you were a regular, you went in there and you told them, these are the titles that I want in my cubby. Every new uh, issue that comes out, whatever. And it started off small, like any addiction, and yes, comic books, any of the comic nerds out there, you know, they, they, if they're true comic fans, they will tell you it's, it's an addiction. It's a sickness. It, it's marijuana may be a gateway drug, boys and girls, but comic books is the real first gateway drug. Like that's. <laughs> It, it leads to playing video games yeah. and buying right. all the shows. Yeah, and every bit of it. I mean, a lot of us guys, that was our for our first, it was our first like entrance into that realm of those characters and those stories. I mean, we didn't have the movies and uh, even the video games at that point, you know, yeah. pretty much was just the comics. There were some animated series, you know, for certain stuff like, but at that time I remember, and we were discussing this off air, there were a ton of Spider-Man titles at that time. I mean, there easily was half a dozen to a dozen different Spider-Man titles that came out in the like mid to late nineties. So, um, which was weird because I read certain ones. Spider-Man was my favorite comic book character at that time. Yeah. And so I did read a lot of them, but for whatever reason, I couldn't tell you I didn't really like the storyline or I didn't like the artwork as much. Whatever it was, I, you know, only I was kind of picky, which is funny because I know why you brought up the comic book. Yeah, thing. I want you to get to this part of the story. It got to the point, <laughs> the addiction to where I had like 30 comics in my cubby. <laughs> and see now how often did your grandma go to pay this well comics bill. came out at different times there were some comics that might have came out monthly some might have came out bi-monthly i don't know if there were many that came out weekly but they, they, they uh, there were some okay they, they, i was they, gonna they, they say weekly. i thought there were some but 
on average, I would say monthly, but they also staggered too. So yeah. like, it's not like every single title came out on the first Friday of each yeah. month, you know, like, so they came out at different dates. But I mean, she was spending 20, 30 bucks a pop at the comic shop every time she went in there and you know for like a 13 14 year old kid your grandma's like hey come on dude like this is getting a little out and that's of hand. back in the day that's yeah. not 30 dollars yeah. today no 30 dollars today will get you like six comic books today i would have been spending an upwards to like 50 or 100 dollars yeah for comics, yeah probably. 80 90 bucks yeah yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And she finally had to, to say something to you about this. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you're going to have to scale it back a little bit. <laughs> and I'll admit, I got, it got a little out of hand, yeah. you know, but I mean, if Ray can back me up and any other comic guy can back me up, you know, they had the whole crossover scheme where they would have a storyline. And if you were reading that storyline in the title that you like, that would cross over into other titles and in order to get the next installment of you that are story. Absolutely right. Yeah. They it was had a crazy hook. scheme where they would just go from branch to branch and all of a sudden it's like, well, I gotta find out what happened over here. Now I yeah, gotta find out right. what happened over here. They were geniuses. Yeah, yes. it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. You're absolutely right. And it worked. You know, like it got me reading other titles, whatever. And and then also you would have like I loved X Men. That was another one that I read a lot, which X Men had a lot Great of books. different comments or comics too. You start like an X-Men, then you're like, hey, what's X-Force? You know, and you right. start reading other well, similar titles. Well, let's go, let's go back to Spider-Man. We're going to go back just a little bit um, before your comic book addiction. <laughs> they should be passing by any second now. This time they won't get away. No one's going to knock down bank doors while I'm around. Loud noises interrupt my sleep. There are few things freakier than a bleary-eyed typical teenage superhero... I've got enough hang-ups already. Swinging from building to building, running around in a hot costume. Sometimes I wonder why. Ryan and I would watch the Spider-Man original animation, animated series. In our underoos. Yeah. And it was from 1967 to 1970. Holding our Migos. (laughs) It was from 1967 to 1970, three seasons long. (laughs) It's not the best, but it was all we had. And we loved it. It's 52 episodes. And Spider-Man, that's not the greatest. Um, the music's good. The sound effects is very Scooby-Doo-like. The artwork's great. But it's, it, the animation needs work. Which is funny because we're not that old, so it had to be re-ran. It had yeah, to be we're not re-ran. old enough. This is be, this, before we were even thought of. Yeah. This is already yeah. over. Yeah. And that's the, isn't that the one where that's the first appearance of the classic Spider-Man theme song? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, and yeah. I'll play that for us um, in the podcast. You'll, you'll hear that. Um, so we, we do all that and, and of course we're, so we're dressing up like Spider-Man. We got the comics and we're watching these reruns as we get older. So we're growing up with Spider-Man and I'm sure we had some Spider-Man themed birthdays. I know I did. 
there's the 1981-1982 first season, and it's the web slinger superhero battles crime in New York City. Did you do you remember that at all, Ryan? That one, I I'm not sure I remember. I don't remember well. it either. Yeah, I don't remember Spider Man and His Amazing Friends, which was 1981. That was I three do seasons. remember that one. I, I, I don't really remember it. I remember that one because they showed it on Cartoon Network very early in the morning. And it's really cheesy, is it not? Yes, it is. <laughs> Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iceman and Firestar. And you had a really good way of describing the premise of that show. You compared it to another show during that time. <laughs> yes, Three's Company. Yeah. But they're superheroes as well. And, it, and it's a reverse, though. It's two guys, one girl. And exactly. So, yeah. And, and, the, and, and, and Ray, the same Ray brought it up. <laughs> yeah. How do they... What is the apartment double as? Their, their base. Yeah. It's... It turns into, uh, if you're familiar with cartoons <laughs> and especially toys from that era, yeah. Mask. Do you remember Mask? I do remember Mask. That yeah. was a great that was show. Cool. Yeah. Mask is awesome. Yeah. Great toys. Yeah. So, great toys yeah. he pulls on a, a trophy on a mantle, <laughs> and the whole place transforms into this base. Just like Mask. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're all, and they're all like, the, the guys, Spider-Man and Iceman, they're real protective of her. They're yeah. jealous and yeah. fighting, fighting with each other as fire, fire yeah. star. Yeah, we watched one episode, and it's basically Dracula. Dracula's there. They're at a dance, and he takes off with her, and they and they, they got to change into the superheroes they are. Very and great. Stop the guy. The music is great. <laughs> Very seventies. Yeah. Yes, Disco. It is. Yeah. Spider Man and his amazing friends. Just so if you if you have some friends to watch it with, you'd have a good time. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if you're a fan of different stuff from that era. There is one character that is very recognizable. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, If you watch Scooby Doo at all, voiced by Frank Welker and Ray, he's so and so from Transformers. Who is he from? Megatron. Megatron. G one Megatron, and he also plays. I'm thinking in the, in the Bay movies, two, three, four, five, and, and all, all the rest of them. And did you say that he stuff. also voiced Soundwave? Uh, yes. And G- he and has Generation actually a couple characters, but Soundwave and Megatron, the most popular. Well, he was also Fred from Scooby-Doo. And yeah. Iceman. <laughs> Iceman in his human form. What? His blonde hair, blue eyes, and he's basically Fred, but yep. more of a jerk. Yep, totally Fred. And Ryan pointed out that he's got his, uh, as in the Iceman form... He's got his underwear on the outside. Yeah, it totally ice. looks like he's wearing underwear. <laughs> wow, I had no idea. That's messed up. So th- these these shows they didn't last very long, but finally Spider Man comes along, 1994 from 1998, five seasons, and it makes up for everything. Yeah, this, it is amazing. Yeah, is this great. was the the good era for animated series.
It's fantastic. Great yeah. voice acting, cinematic music, great stories. Really holds up to this day. You've got I got Edward Asner as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh wow. Uh, the great Ed Asner. Yeah. It's uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes as Peter Parker and Spidey. It's it's just um and then Stan Lee's in one episode. Oh wow. Which was in 1998. Yes. He's in 16 of some of the uh the previous one we mentioned. Narr- no, 17. Narrator 17. So unfortunately we didn't get more Stan Lee and and the Spider-Man um in the 90s animation, but we just we love it. Yeah, if you are a purist and you were familiar with the comics from that time, it's like they pulled a lot of those characters right off the page. Yes. Yes. So it, it is really good. It Follows is the comic book. Yeah. And if, and if you're somebody younger and you're just now getting into Spider-Man and, you know, you've seen some of the newer ones, which we're going to get to here in a minute, definitely check that one out because yes. it is worth it. It's you great. have to watch it. Yeah, that would be where I would suggest. It's yeah, on Hulu it. right now. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you can stream it on Hulu. You can buy it from iTunes. There's not really a DVD, good DVD collection. I'm not sure why, but you can get it on iTunes, but it's a little pricey on there. But Hulu has it, has every episode right now. Then we go to Spider-Man Unlimited, 1999 to 2011. It's only it's only one season, I believe. It's 14 episodes. And Spider-Man travels to Counter-Earth to rescue a Terran shuttle crew trapped there and discovers a tyrannical and warped version of his world. And it's strange. Spider-Man has a web cape, and, and none of us really cared for it too much. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's kind of like 2099-ish a little bit. It's not... It, I mean, me and Ray were talking about it off air when we were checking it out. Um, I don't think it's technically 2099, but it's reminiscent yeah, it's of a that. Version, it's a version of that. I think if you're into the, you know... Other races, Star Wars, Star Trek stuff, you, you may like it. Nah, I'm, I love Star Trek and I don't, I don't like it at all. Never mind. I think if you like the comics. <laughs> and I like Star Wars and I didn't like yeah. it at all. Yeah. And I love Guardians and I didn't like it at I'd all. I'd say if you like the comic, you'll probably like the animation. Yeah, okay. The I'm anime- definitely wrong on that. I just want to say that. I guess I shouldn't even say that. Jeez. That's terrible. <laughs> well, okay. it is because it's, okay. it's in like another uh, dimension, it's sci- it's sci-fi, sci-fi kind of different races, yeah. animal races, yeah. and, and things. And, and I can't say that the animation was bad. The animation no. was great. The production's fine. Yeah, it's just it's a little off-putting seeing Spidey in a different uh, costume and a different world. That the characters that you're not familiar it's really with. It's really the cape. And, yeah. I could deal with the it's colors the cape, of the suit. and I don't really care for the other characters either. But I mean, we haven't watched it much, but we just yeah. didn't. It yeah. didn't click, right? I mean, you're talking about with you know we're big Spidey fans, so I mean, we want to see those classic Spidey villains, and you can't throw some mumbo jumbo guys at me that I have no idea. Like, who are these guys? Why should I care about these guys? Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I agree. Then the next one would be The Spectacular Spider-Man, 2008 and 2009 it ran. It's two seasons long. This one 
is is um it's the origins of Spider-Man, and it, it can it can grow on you. It grew on me. It's not bad. It's something that you could watch with like a younger kid and you'd still enjoy it, but it's not gonna be your favorite, probably. Yeah, it it wasn't horrible. The animation and production seemed like it was a little bit more geared towards the younger generation, but I have Small kids, I think I could watch that and be fine. I think you could. Yeah. yeah. I, like you said, it, exactly. It, it's not going to be your favorite, but if you're a big Spidey fan, you can, you could stomach it. Yeah. I would, I would rather watch that than some of the stuff that kids are watching now. Oh, so. sure. By far. Sure. This is Spider-Man, the new animated series, 2003, one season, 13 episodes. And yes, as Ryan said, Neil Patrick Harris as Peter Parker Spidey. Old NPH himself. Yep, looks like a cell shade style. Has some nice effects with the animation. Very Aeon Flux. Yeah, it's the the animation's probably the weakest link in it, actually. Um, but it's not bad. It's it's very watchable. Hey guys, one season. That's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long, but you can breeze through a season, right? 13 episodes. Yeah. Right. They had an adult theme, which I was 50-50 on, but when I think about it more, I kind of thought it was hilarious. which i've not watched it but i plan on going back and checking it out now i mean i am too why not well tell the scene you're talking about ray well in the episode i watched the telekinetic twins were being transported by the cops one one of the cops who was just checking out the female twin like the camera seriously did a shot looking at her boobs and and he's like oh man she is a looker and i'm going (laughs) huh that's that's kind of weird in a Spider-Man thing, but I'm like, well, I mean, a guard would possibly... I mean, that's like a real thing. Like, you know, I'm sure Ryan sees chicks all the time. Yeah. says, hey, she's really, really hot. I'm all, I'm <laughs> all for objectifying I, I don't. You're right, Ray. You're you right. You know, I don't because I'm, I'm a very happily married man. And if my of wife's course. listening to this, you know... I only have eyes for one person. But any anyway, <laughs> I was being sarcastic and I'm the father of four daughters. What, so what yes, Ray was about no, to say wrong, was wrong. Thank Ray you, was Jamie. about to say, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was like I said, it has a nice adult theme and get you know, I don't know if you guys watched Spawn, the HBO series was yes. one, of the, one of the greatest cartoons ever, yes. but that had a good adult theme and, yes. and you know I kind of enjoyed that and and I'm going to watch the other 12, 12 episodes so maybe that one if you got younger ones maybe not push them towards that one they can watch uh, yeah. the spectacular Spider-Man yes and, and 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 a lot of the other ones really just about all of them just not that one yeah. until until they're like 15 when they yeah yeah had they, a little violence in it too that we surprised oh, yeah. us well, uh, girl opening got shot scene, in the head. yeah opening scene there I mean it doesn't show it it's a it's a, a wide it's, shot it's outside implied. the vehicle. It's but implied the, her yeah. face got blown yeah, off. Yeah, an assassination, close range gunshot, blam. With right. a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. A triple barreled shotgun. Yeah. On top of that. So then you have a really good one, and I know this is 
Ryan, one of Ryan's favorite right now because of what he was just talking about. He can watch this with his kids and really enjoy it way better than some of the other stuff he could be watching. And Ultimate Spider-Man, 2012. It's still going on, I believe. It's four seasons um, up to date. Yeah. And um, now this has, they're trained by S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Yep. Yep, they're part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Quality production, great voice acting. It, it's kind of like a good way to describe it is um, it's kind of like Junior Avengers. There you go. Yeah. It's like these are the teenage superheroes that aren't quite Avengers, but Nick wants to keep him keep them in his crosshairs because he knows they're going to get older and they're out in that universe and they are fighting crime. So they could mm-hmm. eventually work their way up to Avengers. One of the reasons why I like it is Drake Bell does the voice of Spider-Man. I think he does a great Spider-Man. I it, agree. He's fantastic. It's, yes. it's very... Drake it's, good. It's very... Comic book Spider-Man with the, you know, quips and quick wit and whatever. And one of the things that they are trying to do with this new MCU, even with the video games, is they are trying to tie some of the storyline together. So it, I mean, it's different. They don't stay completely on track, but it does feel like you're in that world, you know, and, and then I know where I'm, kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, whatever, but they end up crossing over with Guardians and other characters. Well, I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's it's right. really up to date. It fits in with the current yeah. theme. Yeah. And it also introduces some characters that we haven't seen yet before. Now, if you read the comics, you're familiar with those characters, but you have like Nova, you have Iron Fist, which uh, obviously just had the Netflix series, whatever, but this was pre the Netflix series. So there's a lot of Taskmaster and Craven are on there. You know, these are some of the characters that if if you're a modern fan, you haven't really seen yet unless you've read some of the comics. I just think it's good for kids to watch because they can see all these awesome characters. Yeah, yeah. And that they can get introduced that way because kids nowadays, they don't read comics. Yeah. Um, I know I'm throwing a general statement out there, but, you know, I in my opinion, only older guys read comics now because it's Probably it, for it's the most shows. part, you know. Right. But I'm glad you guys brought comics back up. Because this takes us to a motion comic fan film. It was made in 2011. It's called The Death of Spider-Man. What did you guys think of that? That was amazing. I liked the way all the panels were done. It was animated just a tad. The voice acting was really, really great. I felt like, oh man, this is how I actually read comics. And I really enjoyed the the clips I I, I think it's under 30 minutes long. I could have sat there and watched it no problem. Easy. What, Easy. About, what about you, Ryan? I loved it. I thought it was, I mean, for fan-made, like you could have turned that on for me and not told me it was fan-made and I would have totally bought it hook, line, and sinker. Real high production value and quality animation. I wouldn't say it was perfect, right? but what is? You know, but for fan made, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, I'll put a link up on the site and let everyone know where that, where to go to see that. Yeah, especially for the new digital age of comics, because that's kind of what it reminds me of is, you know, some of those interactive comics now that you would read online. Now, spinning off on that interactive stuff, 
And I don't know if we're going to, if this is an idea for the comp companies, but if they would do productions like this with their books, people would buy that. Oh, I was going to say that. Buy that. You were just saying that a lot of kids don't read them. This would get them into the comics more, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. And I, and I would strongly recommend for Disney, for Marvel, for DC to, to experiment and see how they can do it. You know, obviously at a, at a lower cost, but people will pay for that. I would pay for that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it I would, would too. It would also help with kids learning to read. Yeah, because it's basically narrated the you know the text. You, you obviously there's right. bubbles like a comic that you can read along, but they voice them. So yeah, true. Yeah, they're gonna go along with that. You know, they wouldn't know it, but they it'd be improving yeah. their skills. Yeah. We covered the death of Spider Man, and then there's a Spider Man 2017. It was listed. On the internet, it, it, it's got only had one episode. I know nothing about it. I think maybe it was a failed pilot or it's just never got picked up. Um, but it, it was, that's all, that's all I know about it. And, and then there's an untitled animated Spider-Man project and it says it, it's in pre-production. So it sounds like they're, they got the go ahead on it so and it's it slated for 2018. Wow. That's it. So that's we'll exciting. see. So, this brings us to our next topic, the video games. And you had the Genesis video games, the Sega CD, which was just a little souped up version of it. These were fun games. You had, you played as Peter Parker too. You took, you take pictures and, you know, that's how you got some money from that. And it, it did capture the spirit of Spider-Man. And I think, Ryan, you mentioned that that was in the Lego version as well. Yeah, I was going to say, for some reason, I don't know why, but the older Spider-Man title video games eluded me, probably because at that time period, all my money was going to comic books and, you know, right. whatever. Um, I briefly remember playing, like, the PlayStation one, which was kind of an open world one. Yeah. Um, wasn't horrible for the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, father of six kids... Two boys, Lego Marvel, love the Lego games. All of them are great, really. But, uh, yeah, Spider-Man's a cool character to play with in Lego Marvel. And I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, there's a uh, PS2 game, which is Marvel 1, which is kind of like the X-Men game. It's an overhead-type game where you can be multiple characters. Yes, whatever. I've played that. Yeah, and he's good in that too. I yeah. like Iceman and Blade and some of the other characters, yeah. but he's It might in there be on too. PlayStation 3, I'm not sure, or yeah. both. Yeah, that I mean, like... technically, he's like a flying character. So, you know, any, any flying character is going to give you an advantage over a walking character and a lot of that stuff. So. so what you were mentioning, you said open world, those are considered like a sandbox game. You can go anywhere in the world. Yeah. And yeah. you have different little missions you can do and they, they, they're getting there, but they, you weren't. You never got quite the feel. Oh, yeah. That first generation one I was talking about, it had some flaws. I mean, they yeah. hadn't quite figured that out yet. Yeah, you weren't I mean, Spider-Man just yet. We're talking about, like, first Grand Theft Auto era. Right, so, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they still had a lot of learning to do before. I mean... Probably getting ahead of the game here a little bit again, but the preview for the new one looks spectacular. Well, so. yeah, but did you play the PlayStation 2 or GameCube version of Spider-Man? No, I don't think that, that was the first one that you could climb buildings, swing yeah, around right. town. You really you felt know. like Spider-Man in that one. Yeah. I never had a GameCube. Well, you were getting, you, you, did getting, I just, did I just lose nerd cred right how there? How dare you? <laughs> the show's over. 
It's canceled. We're canceling this episode. Hey, I had a subscription to Nintendo Power, the Power Glove, and an S Advantage. Okay, you're, that... back. you're back. Okay. Everyone had those, Ryan. <laughs> Everybody had those. Everybody had a Power Glove? Everybody had those. No, I, had two no, uh, I didn't have one, I don't believe. I thought I was cool. I had an aftermarket glove. one, but I had a cousin that had one. Incidentally, had the Power Glove. He, Sorry, did you Nintendo. have the robot? You did, dropped the ball on that one, buddy. What about the robot, though? Did you have the robot? No. No, didn't have the, didn't robot. Have the yeah, robot. My cousin had the robot. No. I I thought the power glove would be amazing for Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, oh, that horrible. was totally wrong. I yeah. thought the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Spider-Man PlayStation 4. That's what Ryan was talking about. It's due out, hopefully, this December of 2017. It has been described as an older Spider-Man, like an athlete in their prime. He's gotten really good at being Spidey at this point. It looks like this is the one where you'll truly feel like you're a Spider-Man. What'd you guys think of that? That preview looked amazing when I saw it. I'm like, oh my gosh. All the spider swings, the fight scenes. I mean, it looked like one of the, it looked like a cutscene. And then it was gameplay at the same time. Like, yeah. I, I still don't know what game, what the gameplay is because it all kind of melted melded together very very nice it looks absolutely amazing i mean the graphics on these games right now some of them are just insane so it's it's like one step away from a total cgi movie you know one more step up in the graphics and you have avatar so i mean yeah it, it, as long as the gameplay is good and you know a lot of those games when they first get released they're a little glitchy and they got to work some stuff out and they have updates whatever but i'm thinking that the technology's finally caught up to the open world stuff that i think it looks like it's going to be a really good game and yeah. i just got to point something out real quick guys is it just me or is it hilarious that Ray keeps unintentionally, ironically using amazing to describe everything? It's just you. Yeah. It's just you. <laughs> hey, I was trying to break the fourth wall and talk to the listeners, not you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, getting back to the Spider-Man PS4 game, the gameplay looks really good too you can interact with the environment you can do you can hang these guys up on the web you can grab something and then throw it at him with the web he's got technology where he can throw throw a web and then it has a timer and it goes off like a, a grenade web it just looks really good there's big boss battles i'm really excited for it yeah it'll be really cool to see what you know I mean, that sounds awesome, like the powers and abilities that he's going to be able to use. Because if you know the character, he does do that stuff. He will shoot a web and grab something and bash somebody over or whatever. And he does have little devices, you know, that he can use. And I mean, obviously, in different incarnations of Spider-Man, original Spider-Man didn't have little web bombs and stuff right. like that but but it's time right yeah and it is and, very much time yeah and and the what i think would be the most fun and interesting thing is seeing what villains they choose and how well they do the villains that would be something yes. that I'd i'm excited honestly in. i'm excited to hear what the voice acting is like i well so me, far so good and he actually makes little smart remarks and stuff very spider-man like as you're playing i'm fighting. talking him i'm talking you know, Dr. Octopus, mm -hmm. I'm talking, is Kingpin going to be in there? Like, I want to hear all the voices that these games, these they're, they're, they're multi million dollar budgets now. You yeah. know, so you get top actors, really. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. We'll, we'll have to do a show on just that game when it comes back out. We'll have to do a part on that. 
That was part one of episode one, All Things Spider-Man. After recording this episode, I did find a clip of the Spider-Man animated series from 1981. I sent a link to the guys and all our childhood memories of this show came flooding back. I don't know why this particular series is not available on iTunes. It seems to be the red-headed stepchild of the franchise. We'll talk about this 1981-82 series at the beginning of part two. We'll also be covering the films... The Spider-Man Trilogy, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and we'll go in more depth of Spider-Man Homecoming on the next episode of the Retrospect Reflect Podcast, entitled All Things Spider-Man Part 2, coming soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Outer Zone Studio. For program information, visit OuterZoneStudio.com. Please rate us on iTunes, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Intro and outro music provided by bensound.com.